welcome to the I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast with your friends, Holly and Beck. Thanks for listening as we discover ways to invest in all our relationships using tools such as the Enneagram, love languages and parenting with love and logic. Here we go. Hi lovers, Beck and Holly here. Hi. Hi, How are you going? Great, thanks. Okay, so I'm excited about today's episode because we've got our very, very, very bestie with us. I know. I'm, I've been waiting so long to have her on here with us. I know, so have I, and I can't believe it's taken us until, what, what episode is this? is going to be episode 50. 50. 5-0. Woo! Did you know that? Um, and so I'm excited to finally have her because it's, it's been a long time coming and we've finally got her but she's been super busy having a baby and mm. all of those exciting things but today we're going to chat to her about a thing that many of our listeners may have heard of before and it's called baby led weaning and it's a way of feeding your baby when you're introducing them to solids and we're going to chat to Ruth about that because she has been doing this with her I think now eight months old um, for a little while and so we're going to ask her a bunch of questions about it and why she does it so welcome Ruth hello thanks so much for coming episode 50 that's nearly a year yeah it's nearly a year. it'll be it'll be a year um, near when it's released so that's exciting for us mm. <laughs> <laughs> need a so, post-covid lockdown party we yes. do and invite all the lovers <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> From all across the world. <laughs> now, Ruth, we've known you for a long time. Yes, you have. Very long time. How long have I known you? Well, look, I'm not going to say how old we are, but no. since you were 16 probably and yes. I, was, I would have been about 21 maybe. So many mm. years, like over 25 years. Wow, ish. yep. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, no, nah, only 10. No. You're only like 26, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly. Whole, exactly. That's a whole lifetime, though. Yeah. That's a long time to know each other, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And then you guys have also known each other for a long time. Yep, probably. Yeah. About 10, 11, yes, 12. Like that. Yeah, probably yep. not that many. Yeah. And then yeah. when we, were, we both lived in the same city in America, um, did. for a while too so that was pretty special it was yeah loved it I think one of our I mean we've had lots of memories together us three mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite memories is when we all went to Disneyland together that was definitely epic. yeah several years ago in like 2014 that was so fun that was the best we really have to do that again we do mm-hmm. but Ruth that was way before you had your little girl yes sure but now was. she's here she is can you tell us how exciting it was to finally meet her? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it was it was actually quite a traumatic birth. Um, so I got to see her before I got to meet her um, mm-hmm. and had to wait um, quite a while before I could see her because she was in special care. But mm-hmm. it really was um, a dream come true. She is our miracle baby. Mm-hmm. Um, we waited a very long time to have her and Mm -hmm. she is just the best (laughs) she is she's very cute yeah she is very cute yeah so we're talking about baby led weaning can you tell us kind of just in a nutshell what that is 
before we ask you a bunch of questions around why you do it and what it means for you and how it works? Sure. So baby led weaning is pretty much taking the direction of the baby as to how and when they want to start eating and how they start eating. Um, It uses finger foods and minced foods, so it Mm -hmm. skips the whole puree um, Mm. start and it's all about them feeding themselves rather than them being fed by um, an adult. That sounds really messy. <laughs> it is super messy and the little control freak in me um, has to just let things go. But I think because of my background with Love and Logic and mm-hmm. with letting kids explore and experiment and make mistakes, it for me it made sense to give her the opportunity to learn how to hold a spoon, how to mm. put things into her mouth, how to feel how things feel in her mouth, mm-hmm. which develops all the oromoto skills and pre-speech mm-hmm. skills as well. So it it really resonated with me that it made sense for me to do it that way. And mm-hmm. I've got a few little tips and like found ways to make it a bit less messy, um, which has helped <laughs> a lot. Love it. Love it. I bet. I was going to say that's so different. Like my kids are like teenagers and yeah. I didn't even know about baby led weaning when they were learning to eat. Like they started on disgusting rice cereal and yeah. everything was pureed. Like I remember spending time on the weekend making it up and then putting it into ice cube trays and freezing it so that you mm-hmm. could just pull out a portion enough for them to have at a mm-hmm. meal time. And um, I kind of, I wish I'd known about it because it like the way you're talking about it makes so much sense to why you would do it. Um, so I'm a bit sad I didn't know about it back then. Yeah, I mean, there's a real history to mm. it when the uh, it was actually Gerber, one of the first um, baby food manufacturers started. Mm. They started to lead the purees of best front yeah. so that they would get people buying their products and that kind of took things. Before then, babies just ate what their parents mm. ate and a, lo- and a lot of communities don't have the ability to puree things mm. they don't have the technology or resources to mm. so um so it was just yeah give them something and, and see how they go and the amazing thing is that babies are designed to eat mm. food they've got a really strong gag reflex so when things might go down a bit far they you know they spit it back up and they have a really good cough reflex as well so they're really well equipped to handle regular mm. food yeah mm. and it's almost as if as a society, we were conditioned into pureeing stuff. Definitely. Out of just regular feeding. And now mm. we're kind of moving back into <laughs> the original way. Yeah. And and I think I, I have to say that there are some situations where pureed food is necessary um, for different people's different needs if if you can't handle mess if you don't have Mm. the time like there's lots there's lots of different ways to feed Mm -hmm. and people will do a combination of Mm. things Um, but this is the way that I've started and my daughter has just loved it Um, so that's what we've kept going with. Yeah Mm. and it's not to say that there's anything wrong with the puree stuff is it it's more just that that there is a different way and you can do it differently and the pureed stuff I think most people assume that that's how you have to do it because there's a huge risk of choking yeah I think that's what that's what it was like for me it was like yeah that's that's how it had to be and so you were Mm. it was drilled into you know you've got to start with the rice cereal because it's easy for their palate and you've got to puree your 
carrots, your steamed carrots and all of that until mm-hmm. it's, you know, runny and easy for them to swallow down. And, and I think on top of that, people want to know that they're actually ingesting it That's so right. that they sleep through the night and all of those yes. things. But this is quite different. So you obviously, Ruth, can't um, control, I guess, is the only way to say it, how much she actually ingests if, she's has, if she solely has the choice of feeding herself rather than you continually spooning stuff in her mouth and going, oh, here comes the aeroplane, you know, <laughs> oh, open it up and then you're kind of forcing it in. Yeah, it, it's it's a really different way of even me dealing with food. Mm-hmm. Um, the the comfort is, and what what we've been told is that a baby's main nutrient source will come from formula or breast milk until they're mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So up to that point, it doesn't really matter how much they mm. they take in. There are some people that that need to stop breastfeeding or don't want formula or whatever, and so purees have been helpful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but purees don't actually teach any eating skills. It's still mm-hmm. a suck and swallow, um, mm. which is what they've learnt with breastfeeding. So baby led weaning is teaching them the skills of um, how to use a spoon, how that feels in your mouth, how to put a big something in your mouth and how to manage it, how to deal with a little something in your mouth mm-hmm. and um and I think that there is a lot of fear of choking and a lot of fear of, um, you know, our babies not being able to manage things. Mm. Um, and that can sometimes turn us off as well as mm. the mess. Um, mm. But for me, when I've done the research and seen the benefits of it, it, it's worth it. And I've seen my daughter cough and choke and gag on things and it's just a watching and waiting and um, I've got the first aid skills to know what Mm -hmm. to do if she does get a blockage in her airways Mm -hmm. Um, so I've got that backup you Mm. know if if we need it which we never have and and hopefully never will. I mean Mm. the reality is it's not like you're giving her almonds or those things that are a choking hazard right it's that's right giving her soft foods or you know crunchy foods or whatever that she can actually even with no teeth be able to um gum on and make it enough to swallow definitely i I don't want to speak out of turn or tell the whole world something that's untrue but children generally generally they don't choke on like a piece of steamed broccoli and die they might they might gag and cough and cough something up but that's very different to you know a child ingesting a, a some sort of hard nut that does get lodged in that small airway yeah and there's a wisdom you know mm. as you said with that um and you know I've learned you know between the ages of six and nine months you you cut big things at, which mm-hmm. is a little bit counterintuitive but the bigger right. the better um so they say two finger widths you know the size mm-hmm. of two fingers together cut everything for them to be able to to chew on um but also giving them minced food so it's like mm-hmm. we we joke about how um we um do chicken two ways you know so we'll do it in a in a big um a big piece or give her a chicken drumstick but I'll also mince some mm-hmm. up so that she's able to learn to feed you know hand to mouth um and swallow as well so um and there's a great there are great resources to share with you how to cut up something yeah. how to make it how to make it work for them and and what to avoid um until they're a bit older or have mm-hmm. the pincer grip or you know mm-hmm. those kinds of developmental things too and how do you go, like, obviously when she's, you give her her food and she gets to decide when she's finished. Yes. Can you, can you talk about that concept and how that works for you in your family? 
So a lot of what we do with um, baby led weaning is the encouragement to sit and eat a meal together um, mm. and to encourage them to eat what we eat as mm. well. So I'll, I'll modify it a little bit mainly for salt content Mm -hmm. or the shape of it but generally she eats what we eat now um and so what I'll do is place the food in front of her and you know say tonight for dinner we're having chicken parmigiana with sweet potato and broccoli or you know whatever it Mm, might be making me hungry Um, me too (laughs) (laughs) that was last night Um, delicious um and so and then I just leave her to it um and Mm. we'll sit and eat so it's our modelling that she's seeing. So she's seeing us putting food in our mouth. We tend to use our fingers more now than we normally would because she doesn't have the ability to use a knife and fork. Um, Sometimes I'll offer her something if she hasn't seen it or if it's dropped down, Mm -hmm. you know, her bib, I'll just pick it up and hold it in front of her um, for her to grab. But Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm never, or I very rarely will be putting something into her mouth Mm -hmm. Um, and then with a spoon um, she hasn't yet learned how to scoop with a spoon but if I it's called a preloaded spoon so if Mm -hmm. I put something on the spoon I'll hand her the spoon and then she puts the spoon Mm -hmm. in her mouth so it's not necessarily just leaving her and letting her go for it Mm -hmm. there is a bit of guiding there Um, but then I've picked up on her cues when she's finished and usually, mm. you know, it's most people will know this with their kids. It's when they start playing with their food rather than <laughs> eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we, we also use a bit of sign language. So we'll be like, are you finished? And she'll, mm-hmm. she usually goes quiet and looks at me and then she'll go back to playing. And I pick up <laughs> on that cue that she's, she's finished. So then we take the food away and, and then clean her up. Mm. And I mean, I don't know about both of you, but, when I was a kid, it was very like drummed into you, like not just in my home a little bit, but in friends' houses and stuff, you sit down to dinner, someone else decides how much is going on your plate, but then you you have to sit there until you've finished the entire thing, regardless of as a kid, how full you are Mm -hmm. or whatever. And the incentive is normally, well, you're not going to get dessert if you don't finish everything that's on your plate. So, you know, every kid wants dessert, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. Yep. So, like, did you both have that experience growing up a little bit? Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And how how is this different, do you think? Um, I'm not not sure how baby-led this is, but Mm. uh, because of some of that and because of other things, I have had a history of eating disorders. So I haven't wanted to bring that into my daughter's world, Mm. particularly as, as a young girl. Mm. Um, So the research, some of the research that I've done talks about making all food morally neutral. So you present Mm -hmm. it all at the same time. So, Mm -hmm. um, so when I presented her with her dinner last night, I put the fruit on at the same time as mm-hmm. all the other things. At the moment, she's definitely preferencing that first and will eat that first, but then she goes on to eat everything else anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm not concerned um, about that. Um, when I'm introducing new foods, sometimes I'll hold off the foods I know that she will want to eat and put them <laughs> on her plate a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other um, part of it that I've come to 
start to embrace is that no food has limits. Mm -hmm. So if she finishes all her blueberries and she's still wanting more, then I'll give her more within, Mm -hmm. within reason. Obviously I know that, um, you know, (laughs) what did we have the other day? Kiwi fruit. And if she has too much of that, her mouth just goes crazy (laughs) as does ours. So, um, so there is a limit and there's also a limit on what's in the house, Mm -hmm. but um, I don't want to limit any foods. Um, I want mm-hmm. her to know that all food is available, that she doesn't have to um, fight for, you know, more of one thing than the mm. other um, and that, you know, everything is there and she can choose what she eats first. And mm. I think there's a real trust. I have to trust her that she knows what she wants to eat and and how much she wants to mm. eat. Um, and for her at the moment it's great because she doesn't have any um misconceptions or preconceptions about how food works and what it is mm. all she does mm. is get a plate of options in front of her and she can choose what she wants mm. um and then there's also um the idea with baby led weaning is that you want to introduce as many foods as possible before one uh, mm-hmm. because after one they start to get fussy and and have preference mm-hmm. and so we want to um their palate to be as expanded as as mm. possible and so when i'm introducing new foods i'll always make sure there's what's called a safe food mm-hmm. um on the plate so that if she doesn't like it it's not the only thing and she mm-hmm. can eat everything else and if she wants to leave it that's fine because i really want her to learn what full feels like mm-hmm. um and what hungry feels like mm-hmm. and to know that she can stop when mm-hmm. she's hungry or full. And I can't tell that for her. Like mm, on any given day, I don't know. I, I, I'll i be a different level of hunger every day depending on my activity levels or how mm-hmm. much water I've drunk mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and that's the same for her and I can't judge that. Mm. The only way I can know that is by her telling me. Um, and so there is a bit of food wastage. That's why compost is great <laughs> and everyone says have a dog if you do baby dead weaning because <laughs> they can eat up all the scraps <laughs> off the floor. Um, but I have to learn to be okay with mm. that because I want her to be confident in what her body's telling her. Yeah. Yeah, I remember definitely like in my home as a child it would be you have to eat your whole meal and generally it was because there was dessert afterwards I remember this one instance where um my mum had cooked this stew but she'd really undercooked it and so the meat was incredibly chewy like it was awful and my dad made us sit at the table until we'd finished it and we Mm. sat at the table until after our bedtime and he just like he just sat there making us like keep chewing on this meat so like that's an awful experience yeah. like association with food and a bunch of stuff. And I know as as I was learning about love and logic, it, although I didn't do baby led weaning, as my children were older, I would, um, we removed the idea of having dessert. We would have one night a week where we would have dessert and we would allow them to eat whatever was on their plate till they were, they'd had enough. Mm-hmm. And if, if they, like this was dinner, and once you finish, that's fine, but there's nothing else till breakfast. Mm. So it was like introducing that choice of whether they chose to eat it or not, but for them there was nothing else. So like Love and Logic brought that concept of allowing them to choose what they eat within my boundaries um, rather than the concept that my parents had of you mm. must eat your whole yes. meal. Yeah. yeah. I think – I'm a researcher, so I mm-hmm. liked to find out information <laughs> first, but there is a great website um, and app and Instagram mm. 
account called Solid Starts. Mm-hmm. And um, this has been started by an amazing woman called Jenny Best who has created a database or is in the process of creating a database of all foods to show their nutrient um, what their nutrition value is and how to present it to babies at all mm-hmm. ages and stages. It talks about how to start. It talks about how to deal with fussiness and mm. the whole range of things. And I can't recommend that highly enough. So if there's only one spot you go to, that That's that would so be the starting good. point. Does it um, cater for fussy teenagers too? <laughs> yes, I'm sure that you could. I'm sure that you could um, adjust some of it. Um, and then just I asked a few people that I knew that were doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think um, it's about taking the pressure off and starting when you're ready with what you can manage. Um, I liked to have a few resources there to help with the messiness because mm-hmm. I knew that if it was too messy, I just wouldn't feed her meals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I have um, a a bib that like covers her Mm -hmm. completely and um, I have a little mop that has, you know, that I can just get out easily and, um, you know, a few few things like that that help logistically. Um, as yeah, well. That's really good. Um, so, yeah, so Solid Starts is great. There's another account called Kids Eat in Colour. Um, and, you know, anywhere you look, if you Google mm. baby led weaning, there's, yeah, that's there's right. a lot a lot of resources. I just recommend just being mindful that everyone has a different opinion and a different way yeah. of doing things. So if it mm. doesn't resonate with you, then um, find something else. Mm. Um, but also if you're scared of choking or you know um and um those kinds of things then do a first aid course um Mm. there are heaps out there that show you what to do with choking and gagging and what's normal and what's not normal and Mm. when to wait and when to jump in so Mm. I'd recommend that too we've kind of touched on this before Beck, when we were talking about how to get your toddlers potty trained or toilet Mm. trained as we say in Australia um and it's to model it with great joy and enthusiasm, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard a story one time about this family who they had this special way that they would introduce new foods to their kids. And their kids, I think, were primary school kind of age. But what they would do is they would cook something that the kids love and just normally eat for the kids. Mm-hmm. And they would, whatever the new food that they were introducing, they would cook it just for the adults and the adults uh-huh. would sit there and eat it and like gush over how delicious it was. Um, and then inevitably when the kids ask, can I have some, they would say, Oh, I'm not sure. You know, this is a bit more of an adult taste. You might be too young <laughs> <laughs> and then not give them any and then do the same thing again the following week. And then they would do that three times before they finally gave wow. it. Oh, okay. wow. yeah. <laughs> we'll let you taste it. <laughs> But I just liked that concept of, you know, the anticipation of something that might be alluring to a kid to want to try and it changes it from, oh, I don't want to try that because it's new and I I don't want to go near it to Mm -hmm. I really want to try it. Just that mindset shift can actually affect how they actually perceive the food when they taste it. Absolutely. I love that idea. feels like a bit of effort to have to do that well, three yes. times, but I do love the concept. <laughs> and a lot a lot of what we know with fussy eating and, and kids who are resistant to trying new food is if you involve them in the process mm-hmm. and not put the pressure on them to eat it but to explore mm-hmm. it. And rather than 
you know, talking about, oh, do you like it? Because there's a lot of pressure. Oh, did you like that? Do you want mm-hmm. more? Talking about what you notice about it. Oh, it's sticky on the outside. Oh, there's a pip in the middle. Oh, oh, it's mm. very sweet. You know, so just describing it. And as you describe it and as they engage with cutting it, that then may lead to them wanting to yes. put it in their mouth. It, it might not as well, um, but it, it might. And I think it's having kids know that they can touch it and play it but there's no Mm. pressure to eat Mm. something Mm. new and the earlier we introduce new foods the more likely they are to want to try it when Mm. they get past one and they become a bit a bit fussier and that's the same as spices so I now put lots of herbs and spices on things I very rarely have anything that's um, one texture so even if Mm -hmm. I'm making my daughter an omelette I might put in some mixed herbs or some cut up spinach because I want her to know that it's very rare to have food Mm -hmm. that's just one thing Mm. without other textures in Um, and I put everything on the plate I don't segment anything Mm -hmm. everything touches each other Mm -hmm. um, because I want when you know as adults we don't have segmented plates and so (laughs) um, I don't want her to think that that's how how it should be obviously Mm -hmm. if she's having yogurt that goes in a in a different compartment Um, (laughs) you don't mix that with the steak well she started to do that herself (laughs) but that's fine (laughs) whatever you like (laughs) yeah I think that giving your kids lots of choices around food and it's 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 very love and logic isn't it to to say Mm. you know would you like to eat this or would you like to not eat this (laughs) Um, but also giving them choice like you said involving them in the process Ruth if your limit is I'm going to provide my child with three vegetables at dinner tonight, help, involve the child and get them to help you choose what those three veg- vegetables are because then mm. they're going to be more likely to eat it. And it, I've heard a lot of parents trying to hide vegetables in the food because they want their kids to have the nutrients, obviously, but they their children have developed this fussy sense that they're not going to eat that particular food. And the parent has then taken it one step further and rather than continually providing that as a choice and just continually to make it familiar to them they've taken away and removed it and hidden it Mm. in something which then the child might then eat it but what what then happens is they're not familiar with the food in any other form and so that's That's right when some fussinesses can come in and I remember someone saying to me once if you're going to hide vegetables in food so that your kids actually eat it that's fine but also provide those same vegetables in a different format alongside it. So they're Mm. continually getting familiar with those types of foods and not just ingesting it unknowingly and then thinking they don't like it. That's really great. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they say that for some foods it can take up to 10 exposures, 20 exposures before they even try it. Mm. And so I think... I I realized early on I was very quickly judging my daughter. Um, oh, she didn't like that, or she didn't touch that this time. But um, particularly foods that we eat a lot of, mm. I've just keep putting on her plate, keep putting on her plate, and now most things she'll she'll have a mouthful of or mm-hmm. or try. Um, so that's encouraging for me as well to not mm. be discouraged. I think sometimes we spend so much time preparing food that we want mm. everyone to love it and appreciate it and eat it because mm. we've invested so much. Um, I've learned to be okay with her not touching anything um, or eating it all um, and keeping that, again, a kind of neutral stance on that too. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. 
Well, Ruth, unless you've got anything else to add to all of that, I think that's some great information for mm. our listeners to start with <laughs> on baby led weaning. Um, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today. So thanks for coming to chat with us. Oh, I've very much enjoyed chatting and, with both of you, as always. <laughs> and letting us record it. rather than just catching up (laughs) so if you would like to get more information head to the episode notes and we will put the links that Ruth talked about in there and if you'd like to follow Ruth on Instagram you can find her you sure can (laughs) where where can they find you is it Ruth J Redding it's I am Ruth Redding I am Ruth Redding and that's Redding spelt like reading a book Correct. Yes, the English way. Yes, the English way. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. I really like what you said about foods being neutral because whilst we know there are foods that are more treats, we don't want to use that as a reward, right? We don't want to use food as like a hey, you've done so well today. So because of that I'm gonna buy you a chocolate bar or or whatever. Like that concept has been something that was really around when I was a kid yeah. and growing up and, and it still exists in a lot of places today. But I think the research kind of says we need to move away from that. Right. Definitely. Yeah. It's not a, it's and I not think, a good option. Yeah. And I think part of that is education. One of the mm. um, Instagram um, feeds that I follow talks about, Um, different foods and what their value is and so talks about you know uh, foods that are red and what they do and how at different ages we can talk about that so once my daughter gets um, older and is able to understand language more then I'll start introducing to her you know we eat yellow foods because you know this yellow food is gives me helps my eyes work better or, mm. or whatever it might be and um and talking about sugar in the same way or carbohydrates in the same way as, as well um you know and then there's also the reality that if there's bread on the table it's highly likely that a child will preference that first so mm. you might choose to not put bread out at the start of mm-hmm. the meal but halfway through not at the end but you know to give uh to give the other foods a chance before, you know, Mm. before they dive into something Mm. else. So um, there is a little bit of strategy um, around it as well. Um, But I'm at the point of just watching and seeing how my daughter manages Mm. and responds to things and then adjusting things accordingly. And if you were to offer some advice to anyone that was wanting to explore baby led weaning or maybe introduce it into their family or their child or baby's life, what would you say would be a good starting point for them? Hi, lovers. Beck and Holly here. Hi. Hi. How are you going? Great, thanks. Okay, so I'm excited about today's episode because we've got our very, very, very bestie with us. I know. <laughs> I'm, I've been waiting so long to have her on here with us. I know, so have I, and I can't believe it's taken us until what, what episode is this? Is going to be episode fifty. Fifty. Five zero. Woo! Did you know that? Um, and so I'm excited to finally have her because it's it's been a long time coming, and we've finally got her. But she's been super busy having a baby and mm. all of those exciting things. But today we're going to chat to her about a thing that many of our listeners may have heard of before. 
and it's called baby led weaning and it's a way of feeding your baby when you're introducing them to solids and we're going to chat to Ruth about that because she has been doing this with her I think now eight month old um, for a little while and so we're going to ask her a bunch of questions about it and why she does it. So welcome Ruth. Hello. Thanks so much for coming. Episode 50, that's nearly a year. Yeah. It is nearly, it'll be, it'll be a year um, near when it's released. So that's exciting for us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Need a so, post-COVID lockdown party. Yes. We do. And invite all the lovers. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> From all across the world. <laughs> now, Ruth, we've known you for a long time. Yes, you have. Very long time. How long have I known you? Well, look, I'm not going to say how old we are, but no. since you were 16 probably and yes. I was, I would have been about 21 maybe. So many mm. years, like over 25 years. Wow. Ish. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, nah, only 10. No. You're only like 26, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. A, exactly. That's a whole lifetime though. Yeah. That's a long time to know each other, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And then you guys have also known each other for a long time. Yep, probably. Yeah. About 10, 11, yes, 12. Like that. Yeah, probably yep. not that many. Yeah. And then yeah. when we were, we both lived in the same city in America um, did. for a while too. So that was pretty special. It was. Yeah. Loved it. I think one of our, I mean, we've had lots of memories together, us three. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite memories is when we all went to Disneyland together. That was definitely. Epic. Yeah. Several years ago in like 2014. That was so fun. That was the best. We really have to do that again. We do. Mm-hmm. But Ruth, that was way before you had your little girl. Yes, sure but now was. now she's here. She is. Can you tell us how exciting it was to finally meet her? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it, was, it was actually quite a traumatic birth. Um, so I got to see her before I got to meet her um, mm-hmm. and had to wait. Um, quite a while before I could see her because she was in special care. But Mm -hmm. it really was um, a dream come true. She is our miracle baby. Mm -hmm. Um, We waited a very long time to have her and Mm -hmm. she is just the best. (laughs) She is. She's very cute. She is very cute. So we're talking about baby led weaning. Can you tell us kind of just in a nutshell what that is? before we ask you a bunch of questions around why you do it and what it means for you and how it works? Sure. So baby-led weaning is pretty much taking the direction of the baby as to how and when they want to start eating and how they start eating. Um, It uses finger foods and minced foods, so it Mm -hmm. skips the whole puree um, Mm. start and it's all about them feeding themselves rather than them being fed by um, an adult. I, yeah, so I always want to make sure that I give my daughter choices because mm. I want her to choose preference. But I think it's the same, you know, we've, you guys have talked about, you know, the kitchen's closed or, you know, yeah. I'm not a short order cook, so this is what's on the menu. Um, and so we do the same. If she mm. doesn't want to eat it, that's fine, but I'm not going to go back into the kitchen and prepare yeah. something else. Mm-hmm. And that's been really hard as she's learnt how to eat because I think, oh, my goodness, if she doesn't eat, 
today, mm. then she's going to lose that skill or she's not going to develop further or, you know, a hundred other thoughts go through my head. But I have to trust, and this is where love and logic's great, you know, I have to trust that um, that the experience will do the learning for her and that tomorrow she'll have another opportunity to, mm. ha- you know, have food or have something that she really likes or mm. um, those things. And I've had to make sure that I don't always put her favourite foods on her plate just so I get the pleasure of seeing her eat yes. um, because that's not what it's about. It's about her having a variety of different foods, a variety of different mm. um, textures, a variety of different um like hot and cold or mm. tangy or sweet or, you know, whatever whatever that might be um, on her plate every day. So um, it's a big – it's been a really big change in my approach to food as well. Yeah. yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head to your favourite podcast platform to rate, review and subscribe. Connect with us on Instagram at I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast. Find us on Facebook or email us at I Love You Too Much to Argue at gmail.com. Thanks, lovers.